it's time to buy in. You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. start the hour. Welcome to this week's episode of the Noble Capital Radio Hour, where we explore investment strategies for the modern financial landscape. I'm your host, Chris Ragland, and with me as always are my esteemed co-hosts, Romney Navarro and Jaden Newman. Welcome back to the Airways, guys. What's up, Chris? Good morning, man. Is it morning? Somewhere. Okay. <laughs> morning somewhere, right? Morning somewhere. It's also five o'clock somewhere? Yep. Okay. All right. I'll take it. It is actually about lunchtime, isn't it? It is <laughs> about lunchtime. Oh, that's true. That's true. How you doing, Jaden? I'm great. It yeah. is morning. We're we're airing at, uh, what, 10 a.m.? There you go. There you so, go. So it's yeah. morning wherever we're airing. It's morning wherever airing, unless you're listening on a podcast in which we say thanks for downloading our podcast. <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> Same difference. I still like it's five o'clock somewhere. Well, I like the song. Of course you That's do. That's all I like. All right. Well, listen, we are the host of the Noble Capital Radio Hour. We're here to talk to you today about something that's near and dear to our hearts, but something that actually has a lot to do with our business. And what is our business? Well, Noble Capital is a private financial institution. We tend to focus on retirement planning, private lending, and real estate. The core and the differentiator of our offering to our investor clients is the fact that we're one of the largest private lenders in the state of Texas on single-family investment real estate. That's what we do. That's one of our big differentiators. If you want to know more about us and our company, you can find us at noblecapital.com. I'm sure you can find us on social media, too. There's a little place called Facebook. You go check us out there. There's another little place called Instagram. We're there. There's a couple of other places I can't mention anymore for some reason. Yeah, you get in uh, trouble. But you could also download these episodes, guys, anywhere you download your podcast. I happen to use Apple products, so it's a little purple button. So whatever you use, download us. It's actually the funnest way to consume this great, great show. All right. You know what? We're doing something cool. This week, we have a special guest in the room with us. So we have a special guest for Noble Capital, and uh, she's actually been on the show with us before, but we're talking about Ms. Ashley Phillips, hey. who's the Managing Director of Impact Hub Austin. We're here to talk about Austin's Affordable Housing Accelerator. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. You know, when you ask someone back, you got to think that's a good thing, right? So I'm feeling really good this time. That's right. It's a good confidence booster. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Walking station on air asked in for here. It. Oh, see? Oh, man. Write that the down. The station asked for the it. The station was like, hey, we you guys, were... can you get somebody in here to lighten us up? <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> Just hey, three hey I'm here to help. I'm here to serve. And, and yes. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe you can lighten it up. And, and if you've also been to any of our state of the companies, most notably the most recent state of the company that we had, Ashley was actually one of our guests and she was on stage with, with us up there talking about Impact Hub Austin and what it's done for the community, but in particular, Austin's affordable housing salary. So yeah, we're talking about single family residential housing and really in particular in Austin, the lack of affordability, but this isn't just an Austin problem. It's happening all around the country and it's happening all around Texas, particularly in urban environments. So we're talking about affordability issues. Uh, we're going to dive into some of that here in just a little bit. You know, last week we we said, don't don't make me a prophet. I think it was called Make Me a Prophet. That was the episode name. 
I don't even remember. You don't. I'm I'm not (laughs) going to lie. I don't remember. Okay. Well, listen, last week we talked about things that affected affordability. Okay. That's coming back to me. Okay. It's coming back to me. I have to just remind you. Is that what that is? Yeah. All right. Well, it was, it was definitely something important to us. And obviously Ashley's here because this is an important initiative for us. I think we should probably jump right into this thing that we do every single week. It's our producer, Sean. You guys know and love him. If you've heard the show more than once, you've heard this segment. Every week, our producer, Sean, goes out on the street, kind of makes a fool of himself, but definitely gets some good information from people out on the street and talking about a specific subject. And you know what? He's he's actually done some recordings, right? This is pre-recorded. Yes. I wonder if Ashley's ever heard herself before on the radio. Oh, oh. This is going to be this, this is going to be, be unique. Good. I yeah. didn't know this was happening. Well, that's actually what I was going to say. So he, he does talk to a couple of people, but one of those people is you, Ashley, at the mm-hmm. state of the company. So right now we're going to learn a little bit about what people think about the affordability problem in Austin by way of Sean on the street. This is Sean on the street. And this week we're going to go out into the wide world and we're going to find some people to talk to about home prices in Austin. What do you think is driving home prices in Texas? Folks coming from more expensive real estate markets to uh, Austin hoping to find something more affordable. It's hard for first-time home buyers, I think. Teachers here, those kind of folks, it's, it's hard. Yeah. So which of the five biggest cities in Texas do you think has the highest median home price? I think it's becoming Austin quickly. What, which of the five major cities in Texas do you think has the highest median home price? I would say first Austin, then Dallas. Why do you think that this is one of the strongest housing markets in the country? I think it has a lot to do with all the tech companies that have moved here from California. Okay. And that brings along with it a lot of Californians. What do you think drives the the strength of the real estate market in Texas? It's a very diverse area. There's a lot of high-tech jobs. you got a lot of transplants, people that are selling out of those markets, like up in the Northeast or California, and they're flush with cash, and they can come in here, plunk it into a property right here. The, The tech growth is really facilitating you know, the housing boom. Austin wants to change their name or something. That's the only thing really? I know about things going on right now in, oh. in Texas. Are they, are they going to change the name to Los Angeles? <laughs> what do you see as some of the real drivers of the real estate market in Texas right now? If you're a tech guy and, and uh, or girl and you want to just start a cool company and, and do some good stuff and then live a good life, this is the town to do it. I think Austin is still the tech capital of Texas what we are creating here from an economic perspective, it's a very attractive kind of combination. Unemployment rate is really low. Mm. It's been relatively more affordable. Now we are growing up as a city and we're getting big city problems and affordability is one of them. People are traveling 45 minutes to an hour one way. And if you add in those expenses to the cost of housing, almost everybody in our MSA is cost burdened according to federal guidelines. How much do you think property taxes play into the housing affordability equation? So here's the thing. Austin is a majority renter city, and we don't talk about the renting population as much as we talk about the homeowning population. The truth is, if you're a renter, you're uh, being impacted by rising property taxes because those will get pushed down to you. But we will have to have a combination of governments, of bonding, of of innovation there, but Mm -hmm. also of innovative housing supply. How are we also thinking about the people that have called this their home their whole lives and are being priced out? This is a puzzle and all are welcome to come and play. Better or worse, this has been Sean on the Street with the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Back to you, Chris. 
Hey, that was pretty good. I was going to start off by asking Ashley what she thought, but, you know, clearly we got to hear what she thought right there. The that end. was me at the end, guys, in case in case you don't know my voice. That, that was, was you. me at the end. Yep. That was right. good. So maybe we can elaborate on that for a couple minutes before we have to take our first break. But okay. so what do you think? Like, I, I obviously you got a little bit of that, but um, some think about some of the other things that people were saying. You had a lot of people talking about people moving here Yeah, is what they were discussing. Yeah. So I think that is a well- um, known narrative of why it is this way. Uh, I actually do know that the, ac- the transplants that are causing most of the rise or the most transplants coming to Austin are actually Texas transplants from right. the other major cities. Right, from uh, for Austin in particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, all of these other cities in Texas, those it's 60 to 65% of the transplants coming to Austin are actually from Texas and only about 12 to 15% are from California. That's interesting. Yeah. We, you know, we had um, the uh, guys from Angelo economics mm-hmm. over here and they were talking about California's moving to the state in general. Yes. But yeah, when you break it down into just the cities and it's, you know, where are they coming from? It's like, well, they're coming from other places in Texas. I'm sure that's a narrative that's been playing out for a number of years, though. This isn't brand new. I just think the numbers are starting to catch up on us. It's starting to compound because yes. Austin's always been a place where the rest of Texas moved to. Am I right? Yeah, just, true. Usually to go to school. Yeah, 30 no, years ago. They didn't stay here, though. <laughs> right. And now they're starting to stay here. I, I think probably the most enjoyable part of that Sean on the street was that breaking news that that woman dropped that Austin is trying to change its name. <laughs> What was that? I'm not even going to give that um, we should. any credence. <laughs> anyway, we're changing our name, ladies and gentlemen. We're this not. just in. Also, this just in. Also yeah. not happening. <laughs> you know, but I think to that to the to that point of it's not just about how many people are moving from what part of the state. It's how flush they are with cash. So the point yes. that you know higher real estate markets are more uh, competitive real estate markets. One thing that's interesting in the same report, and these are some different um, numbers that are uh, a few years old, so it would be interesting to know what they are today because things are changing so quickly, that Californians, their net income or their um, coming, that transplant here is around something like $78,000, which is not huge, but places like Illinois are like $128,000. So the transplants coming from Illinois are actually much more flush with cash. Sounds like the Chicago. Exactly. Right? So, you know, and and this is me just trying to give even drama or even blame to everywhere in the United States for Austin's <laughs> You're just going to spread it around, spread, right? Uh, yeah, spread out the blame. Spread it around. That's right. You know, it's been going on so long that people that moved here a generation ago are now blaming the growth on the people that are moving here today. Guilty. Yeah, that's Cyclical. what's going on. It's like the moment you get here, you close the door and say, it's these guys that are coming in right now. I've been here for All right. five days. We're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to break this down a little bit. We'll be right back. Listen to Talk 1370 anytime, anywhere on the radio.com app. You're tuned in to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Welcome back to the show where today we're discussing the affordability crisis. Honestly, that's what this has turned into, specifically for the city of Austin, right, which is where we're headquartered. We, we As a reminder, we do business all across the state, but our, our main office is located here in Austin. And so this is really an Austin segment today that we're doing 
uh, our show on. But you could really talk about the problem in the context of any of the major cities that we do our business in. And, and if you're not sure what that is, we are a retirement planning company. We're a finance company. We tend to specialize in private lending. And when we're talking about private lending, to break that down for just a second, I'm talking about giving someone a loan to go out there and either acquire a property that needs to be renovated or build new housing in the state of Texas. So this is an investment loan. We provide those loans to these entrepreneurs, these business owners throughout the state of Texas to create new housing inventory, new housing stock. That's what we do. And that's one of our investment vehicles that our investors get to put their money in and make their money work. We're talking about earning a steady, nice income stream through one of our funds. That's the cornerstone of Noble Capital. And we do this in the form of retirement planning with a lot of our investors. So that's what we're all about here today. Hey, we. so you're t- you said it's going to be an Austin-centric show. And this is a, a little bit bigger problem than just Austin. I mean, let's face it. This is the entire state's feeling it. But this is a national problem. And I think this is important to bring up, especially with, with Ashley here representing Impact Hub. All eyes are on Austin right now. Mm-hmm. Am I right? I would say, yeah, I would say a lot of eyes are on Austin, if not all. Uh, in lots of ways, Austin has been using San Francisco as like the, you know, don't become. Yeah. Um, and now lots of people will look at Austin and be like, oh, that ship has sailed for you. You are already become that and we don't want to become you mm-hmm. and in lots of ways i did a i did a panel in san antonio and that's exactly what they said they're like oh you guys have already gone down that path it's you know you could do some tweaks and, and figure some stuff out but here in texas all of us all the rest of us san antonio dallas houston we're all saying don't be austin from this affordability standpoint um you can be austin for lots of other reasons and we are, are on top 10 lists everywhere but there it is a it is a cautionary tale and a sense of how is growing too quick, too fast? And what does that do? What are the pros and cons? Right. Well, I can tell you one of the cons is transportation. (laughs) Yes, that is a con for sure. Let me, let me tell you, I was at a soccer tournament this weekend and it was in Southeast Austin. There's not many parts of this, you know, Austin proper where you're going to see mobile home parks. There's not very many parts of Austin that have that in general, not even, even in the surrounding areas, but there is this one little part, Southeast Austin and the the tournament was over there. It was like Onion Creek Fields or something like that. Anyway, the traffic was horrendous out there. And it's because that's where most people could live. Mm-hmm. It's out in that part of the world. But it was horrendous. It was like no other traffic I've seen in Austin in the last 10 years. Yeah. Incredible. Well, and if you think about adding transportation costs to your like monthly expenses, housing and transportation are the two biggest expenses for the normal household in um, Texas. So if you, it's, it's interesting because people always say drive till you qualify, but it's also, yeah, drive till you can afford it. And yet Austin's economy is still in these downtown zip codes. And so people are commuting in for their work, commuting back out for their home. You add in those transportation costs, insurance, gas, all that kind of stuff. You're actually more cost burdened than if you were to live almost downtown. So are you guys, so you're saying a lot of people are saying don't become Austin. You've already gone down that path. Don't become those guys. And I get it. I get it on the state level. I I could see the San Antonio's and the Houston saying, don't go there. It's too late now for those guys. So what you're doing is correcting more than anything. Yeah, correcting and and, and maybe trying to create a, a, trying to make the narrative different. Like people are saying, oh, that ship has sailed. You guys are just going down this path. And we can say, you know what? For some of it, there's already a huge, been a huge amount of displacement. We've also got a huge amount of economic boom, but there are still opportunities for us to say, hey, this moment in time, we can do something differently. Uh, Chris, to, to, to your point that we were talking off off um, air, but earlier about Code Next, if people aren't familiar with what Code Next is, it, it's the, it was the uh, the current 
initiative to rewrite Austin's land development code. So right now, because Code Next got nixed and we are we are saying we're not going to use that, it was too divisive, the rewrite, we are still under a land development code that was written and implemented in 1984. 1984 was a long time ago. We had maybe a quarter of the people we have today. So there, something different needs to happen. We need to have an updated land development code. And what that does is just says um, how we build our city, how we build our community, how we put residential um, and commercial and all that stuff together, and how many people can actually be here from a um, land development law standpoint. You know, it's pretty interesting. If you look back in the political climate in Austin, uh, in particular, my family's been here for seven generations, so we've been here for a long time. That is a long time. But I can tell you what was happening in the late 70s and the early 80s, and it wasn't progressive from a growth standpoint. Mm. It was incredibly environmental. Mm. Um, you know, the actual city council was run by a political organization, predominantly governed by. And so we had significant issues getting transportation bills passed. Uh, we, In fact, we basically got none. Yeah, and, there's and, that you know, myth of that people back in the 80s. If you don't 90s, build it, they, they won't, won't come. come and, whoops, we, I guess <laughs> right. we found out. That doesn't work. We, we know that doesn't work now, right? So now we've realized there has to be Can we take like a, a, a balance. Mm-hmm. And yeah, exactly. Like there's got to be a balance um, in terms of responsible development because the people are going to come. So we have to develop some of that infrastructure. But the idea that you're right, we're being governed today by something that was written in the early 80s is, is pretty remarkable. And, and, and if you think about what the thoughts were then versus the needs are today, we're so far apart. Yes, we are. Yes. Very, very far apart. And a lot could be said on that. And, and the good news is we have a new um, city manager, came from Minneapolis. Uh, and so the hope is that now and I, I, that we could have a, a more thoughtful, less divisive process where we can update this code and it can be a good starting point for our growth. I hope it works out well. I, I'm, I'm not. I, I'm certainly not trying to make this show uh, politicized or anything, but did you uh, happen to know what the housing allowance was for the new city manager? Because no. it's public record. Oh, tell me. $300,000. Uh-huh. For affordable housing. Uh, yeah, right. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, so well, the, let's be real. What's the median home price in Austin? 320000 There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but it's just crazy. They had to get a housing allowance to even make it work. Mm-hmm. You know, he couldn't just get a job like the rest of us. But I mean, like, hey, you got to do what you got to do. It's about a market economy right now, right? So kind of strange. We're talking about affordability and having those types of problems. Yep. I mean, you're seeing it at all levels of the government. So, so what are you guys up to? Yeah, That's thanks. Right. No, it's okay. I, I I was gonna throw this out too, um, just to tag along on on Romney's uh, point there. What are y'all up to? Also, kind of, what are we up to, and how can we help and connect with you guys out here? Um, I know that we have a a partnership with you. Yes. And that's exciting. Our our clients uh, love that kind of stuff. It's it's in our space and in, in the residential real estate uh, market and the business uh, from a business standpoint. We're that, that's what we eat and breathe at Noble Capital is is Texas residential real estate, which all started right here in central Texas. But how can Noble Cap- Capital get more involved and then even um, re- reach out to our listeners? What what can they do to, to get behind this effort? Thank yeah. you. And let's make sure we understand the problem because we're going to dive into that in the next segment. And I want to really understand what you guys do right. at Impact Hub. Yep. How, how can we help? Yep. What are we already doing? What can we do more of? Right. And so Absolutely. how can we participate in that process? And, and as Jaden said, you know, maybe let's take this all the way down the line. Some of our listeners today or our clients, be they on the investment side or on the business owner side that are out there working on this type of a housing product, um, because we, we see dilemmas on our side as well, yes. right? So we're in business. So one of the, you know, what's one of the things that we, I'll tell you that Romney, you know what I'm going to talk about as soon as I say it, but we always see it in our type of business. When you have 
a piece of real estate, your objective is to do what with it? Get the most value out of highest it. Highest and best. Highest yeah. and best. Thank you. It's the highest and I best. I win. Every single time. <laughs> highest and best. Literally, what is the most expensive thing I can build on that parcel that the market will bear? Mm-hmm. That's and, and it's because, you know, it's it's capitalism, right? It's like Because if you build the highest, then you're going to create the highest margin and you're going to make the most money so that you can do this again, right? right? So that's one of the dilemmas that I think is present in our space. And that's why I think that's the discussion that we want to get into. Is Absolutely. Like, well, okay, well, how can we work? What can we do here? Totally. Yeah. You want me to give you your answer? No, well, you've only got about 30 seconds. So Let it rip. Say, but here's, here, here's what I will say going into our next segment. It's, there's not a silver bullet and there are things that, that are market supported. There are things that are going to have to be subsidized and government supported. There's got to be innovation across the board. And there's got to be just a sense of this is about family and community. That is what you guys are about, creating security for your families. That is what we are about as a, as, as a, as a group of, of, of concerned citizens. So it's all about how, how are we creating um, security, community for our families to be here in Austin. I like it. Let's break it down. We'll be right back. And now back to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Welcome back. I'm your host, Chris Ragland. And if you're just joining us, we're talking about the affordability housing crisis in Austin, Texas. And it really is. If you've been out there and you're looking at buying a home get ready. You better bring your best offer, your highest and best offer. It's a competitive marketplace. Honestly, it's a it's turned into a circus. I mean, I've seen people list houses and get three or four different offers all at one time because there is a shortage of housing. Yes. Particularly, there's a shortage of housing in the affordability side. You know, like it's not even a shortage. It's just like none. There's almost none. Yeah, there's <laughs> almost none. So the average family income for a family of four in Austin area, it's about 80K most recently. Uh, rule of thumb is that you can triple that, and that's about the, the amount of a home loan you can. So what? what's 80 times 3? 240,000. 240, Do you know how many homes are being built at that price point? Very few. Zero. Zero. Yeah. Zero. yeah. So the median family in Austin can't afford the median family. I'll tell you what, if the median family in Austin is listening, we've got a project out in Leander that's right there around the 240 price point. There you go. We've got like 22 houses being built out there. And you know what? That's the great thing. And they're thinking, and they're thinking, saying to themselves, thank you. Too bad I work downtown. Yeah. You just crushed me with tolls. And what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because it's so hard. It's such a. It's so true, though. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, here's the solution. We'll just increase your transportation costs and decrease your housing costs. Wait, what? This is like a bait and switch almost, you know? Tale as old as time. Or, or get a job in Leander, create some more economic zones in Leander, you know, where you where your housing and your work aren't so far apart. I get it. All those state jobs are down in Leander. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the st- University of Texas. Yeah. The, the I'm state. saying the largest employer You're- in town, second largest employer now, is, you know, the University of Texas. Number one is Dell. Number two is University of Texas. Number three is the state system. That's right. These are the largest, three largest employers. And they're that are all in one zip code. Yeah. Except for Dell. He's not in that zip code. Sure. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely. Transportation, definitely an issue, but let's, let's, I want to back up and I want to break down impact hub and really understand what that is. Before we do that, we're going to do a little segment that we're terrible at. Oh, good. Maybe this is the last time we'll do it. Yeah. We're that bad. Actually. We're this poor. So Our performance is so poor. Do or this die is, right here, guys. Yeah, this is it. So listen up, Sean. If we fail on this one miserably, it's over. I'm surprised we're jumping into this this quickly, actually. Well, that's because so, you don't follow the notes. Well, yeah, and I don't even have the, the cue, the tie-in here, so maybe <laughs> you could do it for Are me, you Chris. getting an F on instruction reading? <laughs> Pretty well, listen, much. Look, okay, look, we call this the don't quote me on that. Well, we're given some quotes, and we have to guess who said it. 
So this is the which author said it edition where all the quotes are from famous authors. Uh, and apparently for every time we get one wrong, we have to give our Sean, our producer, our Sean, our Sean, <laughs> we have to give our Everybody producer Sean like a $20 gift card to something like, you know, Walden books. Oh, so he's super incentivized. Oh, Walden. Never mind. <laughs> Last week, what it was, do you get last week it was Radio right. Shack. We had to give oh him. Oh my give God, this is Blockbuster. <laughs> Put them all in there. Okay. He's oh, got man. some to Circuit City, Mervin's. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. He right? did. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have the quotes here. Uh, Romney, are you ready for the quote answers? All right. Yes. I'm I'll, going to, you're going to read the quote. I'll read the quote. All right. You ready? Here's quote number one. Charity begins at home and justice begins next door. All right. So who's going to go first? Charity begins at home. And justice begins next door. Is that what you just said? That's right. Let me just check Google here real quick. <laughs> do we do we get to have? Well, we, we we yeah we have some. He gave us some uh, some ones to choose from now. Which okay. author said it? I'm gonna say, I haven't read it yet, uh-huh. but it's in my palm. Steinbeck. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good one. I'm gonna guess just because I want to guess something different. I'm going to guess Hemingway. Ernest. I'll go for it. Let's just do that. Those are our two answers. Let's lock it in. Romney, what do you got? Wrong. Charles Dickens. Dang it. Dickens said that one. That was my choice B. That was your choice. All right. Here's the next one. Let's see if we can get that. And by the way, I think these are supposed to be related to affordable housing, so we'll see. Quote, Quote number two, to achieve the impossible, it is precisely the unthinkable that must be thought. See, to me, that's a Hemingway. Oh, so you're going to go with Hemingway, huh? Yeah, yeah, it sounds like Hemingway to me. I'm going to go with the the top Tom Robbins. You like Tom Robbins? I do. I like him. Okay. All right, those are our Let's two guests. Tony Let's Robbins. <laughs> he. And the winner is, oh, Tony Robbins. No, I'm just kidding. Tom Robbins. <laughs> what? Oh, Can I get gosh. a Circuit City gift card, please? Yes, yes. Circuit City gift card Thank for you. you. That's good. All right, last quote. We could have saved the earth, but we were too damn cheap. Ooh, who said that? Vonnegut. That sounds like Orson Welles. <laughs> yeah. I'm on Team Romney with that one. Yep. Vonnegut. What is it? Hold on. <laughs> We're so terrible. Vonnegut. Hey, high five. By the Man. way, Boom. I should let our listeners know, they gave us a list to choose from on this one, so we kind of cheated a little bit and still only got two right, thanks to Ashley. Yeah. So... <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right, Sean. That's the last time we're going to try and pull that Ever up. Again, we're, we're not so good at that. But you know what? Uh, so we definitely didn't get quoted on that to, to quote <laughs> the segment. But listen, let's let's break it down. Tell okay. us a little bit about Impact Hub. B- break it all down for us and, and what's going on. Thank you. Impact Hub Austin is part of an international co-working association. We are two locations in Austin connected to over 100 around the world. The idea um, and the mission of Impact Hubs all over the world is to support um, social innovation, business, for-profit, non-profit, uh, conscious capitalism, conscious businesses to do their best work. Um, and we support them through incubation, through community, through space, thought leadership, and all those kinds of things. Okay. Yeah. So I get, so now it's kind of becoming clear to me, like why you guys decided to be the host, the sponsor yep. for the affordability housing accelerator. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So here's the thing, you know, functionally, there's a lot of different functions of Impact Hub Austin. You can come and be a part of our community from a co-working standpoint. We also have obviously lots of benefits that come with that, but we also, as a, as a, as an organization say, what are we giving 
to the community? How are we supporting the greater issues of our of, of this area, of our city? And so we did a little bit of um, interviewing from different corporations and businesses. Hey, what are the things that keep you up at night? What um, do you feel like is could potentially hinder and be an obstacle to your growth? And and lots of and everybody said our affordability challenges um, and the pipeline of workforce development and how we are growing our workforce here in Austin. But affordability, people are like, my people that I hire can't afford to live here. Um, the culture and the creativity that brought people here, we're, we're afraid that we're just consumers of it. We're not actually creating art anymore. We're not actually creating culture anymore. So we said, hey, we are, the, we are masters at incubating innovation. Um, here is a gnarly, wicked problem. What if we leveraged all of this entrepreneurial capital, all of this innovation that Austin is well known for onto these socially complex issues. So we created this crazy idea of putting it on an accelerator. And an accelerator is just a fancy word for a program that's time constrained so that you can do more quicker. Um, we pour resources, mentors, ideas into a three-month process, and people apply to be a part of that process that are focusing on a certain issue. So we are like, okay, if you're thinking about affordable housing, affordability in Austin, you're a nonprofit, you're a for-profit, you're some kind of innovation. I don't care what how you're legally structured, but if you're looking at this issue, apply. And so we we pick anywhere from eight to ten um, startups or ventures. So you've done this before, right? Yes. We did it last year. You guys, you guys, um, or earlier. Uh, it was it was last fall. It um, was last fall. Okay. Yeah, and so you know, and so we're doing it again because we learned so much that first time. Had nine ventures the first time. You guys, along with Google, J.P. Morgan Chase, Buildfax, um, some other really awesome and, and thoughtful, forward-thinking companies said, hey, this is a really good idea. Um, we'll support the operations and the ventures in this process. And you had nine ventures that we went had through nine. the process? We had nine. Um, and so some really cool things came out of it. One of them I'll talk about and that I think you guys actually know about. It was this, it was a nonprofit. I'm, I'm doing nonprofits in air quotes for everybody on the radio. Um, but basically it's a nonprofit um, management company that manages investment funds. So this nonprofit um, company manages a for-profit investment fund for, um, for workforce affordable housing. And when I say that, they are acquiring multifamily units. Um, they are preserving them, they are renovating them, and they're tying rent to local wage increases. So here's the thing. You invest in that fund. It's managed by this nonprofit, and you actually get a return, which is competitive in its asset class, for your investment in that um, real estate um, fund. So you are not only preserving affordable housing, and when I say affordable, I mean to our workforce. You heard the guy at the beginning saying our teachers can't live here, our nurses can't live here. These are people making between 60% and 120% MFI, so that's roughly $45,000 to $90,000. They get to actually live in a home. So you got a finance play. Did you have – what's another example of another one that went through Yeah, the so on another kind of completely into the spectrum, there was this – this group that came together through the World Economic Forum's local chapter called Global Shapers, they were like, where's all the data? Like, wh why, aren't we why don't we have more data to inform our affordable housing policy? Um, and literally, our governments and our local municipalities are just so strapped with bandwidth to actually have the reporting and protocol hmm. um, more often than the three years that they are required to. It's just really hard, and it's really hard to create any kind of policy that actually connects the intent of affordable housing to the actual impact of it. So, so this, this group gathered all that data together. Yeah, for Austin them. Community Data Coalition, and they cool. got all these data partners, and it's bringing together really cool um, bits of information that help us build 
differently and invest differently for affordability. All right. So tell us, so you did it. Well, that was the initial class. That's and right. now we're in the next cohort. Right. And we're sponsoring it again. That's so that's right. exciting. Thank you so much. You bet. We're, we're happy to be a part of that. And I guess to answer that question, what, what can we do? That's one of the things we can do is we're helping enable this class. So that's, that's exciting. Right. So can you give us a little preview? Like, what does it look like? What's it shaping up to look like right now? Because honestly, we haven't seen them yet, right? That's That date hasn't come yet. That hasn't. So um, applications are... The application round is over. They're actually we're actually in interview stage right now, so nobody knows who the cohort will be, and they will be they will be revealed to the public in about three weeks. So we will sh- let everybody know who the next class of of ventures and startups are. And Chris gets to kind of get a sneak peek beforehand. Sweet. Um, what about uh, me? Nope. Nope. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry, that was really loud. That was, that was terrible. That was good. That's one of one of one of my strong points is my bursting laughter. Um, so yeah, it, it, Chris, you know, he outside of Noble Capital or maybe even inside, he's he knows a lot about entrepreneurship. This is part of his um, work as a grad student, um, and yep. so has been a really strong um, partner and um, mentor um, as well for this process. It's been great to get his perspective. Um, well i have a question so we're we're talking to a general audience sure. on the air here so yeah. what about the general public how do they get involved what do they what can they do to to impact for lack of better words the uh yeah the if this is ringing with somebody and they're saying this is connecting mm-hmm. and they're like you know what I, that sounds pretty interesting how can i help with that you know what, what what can we do how can they be a part of that yep that's great so there's there's the e- the easiest low-hanging fruit is we will have a community celebration um at at the at the end we at the at the end of the program, which will be mark your calendars Monday, December seventeenth at Impact Hub Austin, nice. um, and that'll be in the evenings. So we will showcase everything that the these group has done over the last three months. And there's usually always kind of an ask or an opportunity to get involved in one of those ventures. Another way is if this is something if you have a strong technical business expertise around. Um, um, starting a business, sustaining a business, we are always looking for technical experts um, for, to mentor. Um, if you know a lot about um, housing and development and like this city, we're also looking for subject matter experts. We have a great kind of cadre of what I say, superheroes and experts in the space, but we're always looking for more. So that's I love the fact that I asked, how can people get involved and you invite everybody to a party? Yeah. What was the date and time again? Oh, thank you. Uh, Monday, December 17th. Uh, it is be from 6 to 8.30. 630 to 830. That's pretty cool. And you know what? If you follow Noble Capital and any of our social media, we'll be sure and plug it as well and remind all of our listeners and investors and clients of that date coming up. Yeah, I think we should I think we should share the fact that we've got a couple of retirement blueprint dinners coming up where we're going to talk a little bit about this as well. So we've got these going on all the time. We've got two coming up in Austin on Thursday, September 13th. And then again on Thursday, September 27th. These are retirement blueprint dinners. We talk a little bit about retirement and how to set essentially an income plan for life a lot about private lending and how that works and of course we sprinkle in some of the impact uh hub initiative and how that could potentially benefit you i like it how do they how do they even uh, get involved Ronnie? i forgot how do they about do that? that very simple text the word secure to 313131 that's the word secure to 313131 i like it we'll be right back Making talk radio great again. Somebody has to come out and tell it like it is. Talk 1370, the right choice. Once again, this is the Noble Capital Radio Hour. And we're back. If you just tuned in, we've been exploring the affordable housing 
crisis was the word we're using because it really was one of the things that Ashley mentioned on the last segment that I wanted to circle back on. We talked about what can the median, you know, household afford and how much of that inventory is being built in Austin. And the answer is zero. Like literally when you're talking about Austin, how much of that is being built? None of it. So Austin is already at the point where unless you're in the upper quartile or maybe the upper 50%, that inventory is not being created. So we are talking about a housing a fundamental shift in terms of uh, what housing inventory is available in Austin. And what that does is it changes the types of people uh, that are going to be here, the types of people that live in our communities, and that changes our communities. So there's a, a big, very large fundamental shift in terms of who is able to live in Austin, Texas. So that's a big deal, and that's why we're talking about it. If you've just tuned in, you don't know what we're talking about, and you want to download this episode, you can actually do that online. You can find us at noblecapital.com, where you can download that entire episode all right, back to affordability housing crisis. That's this is it. We're talking about Impact Hub and the affordability accelerator mm-hmm. that you guys have. So um, you kind of gave us an invite in terms of what what people can do if they want to participate, and maybe we'll come back to that date here in just a second. But um, you know, I know you're right in the middle of this, and you haven't even narrowed down your 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 cohort yet. Right. But what do you think? What's next? What's the vision for Impact Hub right. or the Accelerator on the next round? Like, what are you guys hoping to build upon? What's the next thing? That's great. So uh, what, what we learned, so we did two cohorts last year. One was focusing on affordable housing. The other one was for focusing on workforce development. This idea of, uh, you know, in 20 years, 80% of the jobs haven't even been created yet. How are we preparing our workforce to be able to be economically viable and participate in our communities? So we find that this is two sides of the affordability coin. One is making the product more accessible or cheaper. The other side is making you more able to afford the product, both sides of the coin. And so we want to look at that from two different cohorts and do different um, initiatives. So right now we're in the affordability accelerator. And the way we've shifted at this time is instead of just housing, but still focused on housing, we're also interested in the intersection of transportation, like you said, because these things are so aligned when you think about your affordability burden on a monthly on a monthly basis. So moving forward, uh, Impact Hub Austin, you know, we want to continue to serve the community in the ways that is impactful. So we will probably assess what came out of it, what the community wants, and do these kinds of accelerators around other difficult issues where we can incubate and spin out other ideas where people can rally around and support. We find out what works, find out um, what doesn't, which is also great information, and keep on serving where um, where our community needs us most. I like it. Well, that's a pretty big mission to bite off and, and to tackle, but I know you and I know some of the other people over there, and you got a great team of people yeah, that are thank doing you. that. We yeah. do have a great team. So I've asked this before, and it was you, you gave kind of, you framed the answer to this question already, but what what is ultimate success look like in this in the entire initiative the entire so in the accelerator itself um what does ultimate success look like this is a great brainstorming activity um i don't know i'm gonna actually ratchet back from ultimate success um and say what is success for me i I think that it's it's creating more awareness about the fact that this is not a mutually exclusive conversation of uh we're either, you know, highest and best or we're displacing everyone. Like there are really strong um, initiatives that speak to both 
creating capital and creating money for your family and also supporting the community and, and, and making it accessible to a wide variety of people. I, I do not believe and will not believe that those things are mutually exclusive. So ultimate success in lots of ways is, is creating a more mature conversation around affordability in Austin. Um, another one is actually spinning out ideas that are practical and applicable and create more units that people, nurses, teachers, um, people that are retired and have limited income can can live in. And that takes a lot of different uh, people playing. And every solution, uh, not every solution is going to play to that whole spectrum of, of, of people. So we need lots of solutions in the hopper. So yeah, this show is a great place, a great platform for you. It's it's awareness. Yes. That's what we're looking for. Let's let's start with awareness and then get to the solution. Yes. That's pretty cool. So give us that date one more time. I know it's out in December, so get out your calendars and write this date down. If you're interested and you want to see what the result was for this cohort, I want to give you this date one more time. All right, Ashley. It's Monday, December 17th. It'll be in the evening, probably starting around 6, 630. And we will uh, have lots of uh, fun. You'll get to meet all the people that have been a part of these ventures. Um, it, it, just and meet a lot of people that are part of our community as well. We'll do some presentations. We'll have some food, have some drinks, and have a good time. All right. I like it. You know what? I think it's time to play Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is, where we have to come up with a phrase that basically sums up this week's episode. Sounds simple. It's not. Uh-oh. I promise you it's not. <laughs> so each week we're provided with an envelope that always contains some new rules, some type of uh, challenge. Um, we're really trying to make sure that Romney just basically can't cheat because he always gets to read these ahead of time. Uh, but once we open it on the air, we have no idea what to expect. So, Romney? All right, I'm going to read it. So here's proof that I'm not cheating. Okay. It's going to take me a few minutes or a few seconds to figure out what the hell I just read. Uh-huh. So we're going we're gonna, to about to do this thing. So here it is. Sum up the episode in any number of words, but, (laughs) oh Lord, but one of the words has to be exactly seven letters. What? We need music. (laughs) This is something else. One of the words has to be exactly seven letters. I'm going to start. I've got one. It doesn't necessarily sum up the episode but i believe it sums up what you guys are trying to accomplish and i'm gonna say that this quote every mission-based program needs funding end quote funding seven letters so if you're listening pay attention to this thing show up give them a little love i like it that was good well done romney i've got mine so i'll go ahead and go next um i i uh i think sean gave us like the obvious answer without giving us the answer Mm -hmm. Okay. Affordable housing is a real issue. Ding housing. There seven letters. That's my <laughs> seven letter word. Well, you can, you can still use it. I say you could still use it. Cut the tape. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Wait, so is it my turn or does Jaden get to go next? Hey, uh, ladies first. I'm, oh, st- I'm over there still stumped. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, That's a polite way of saying that. I have no idea what I'm going to say. That's good. Okay. Um, Which is usually what I'm doing. I did. All right. Okay. So I my I, housing was what I circled on my paper right mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm, proof. Mm-hmm, Actually, mm-hmm. I squared it on my paper, and I'm going to say there are no silver bullets to housing solutions. That's a good one, and that's true. Specifically in our situation in Austin, we know that to be a fact. I wonder if bullets is seven too. One, two, three. Four. <laughs> oh, she's going to get is. a double. Double. Another <laughs> gift cards am, to Mervyn's. I am competitive, just so you know. All right, Jaden, what you got? Okay, well, when I said something, I gave myself an idea. So here it is. Austin is stumped for housing. Stumped. Stumped. stumped that's good. I love it. Housing stumped funding. 
stumped housing funding. Yeah, now yeah. come up with a perfect <laughs> quote with those Don't four. We just solved it. us for housing <laughs> by giving us funding for housing <laughs> solutions. This is good. I don't know. We, I didn't know we were turning it into a, a pentameter. This is good. Jaden thinks we just solved it. The new mission statement. That's there you right. go. <laughs> That's good. We did. We developed Thank a mission statement for I it. I am so appreciative. Where would I be without you? Hey, well, you know what? We honestly really enjoyed having you on the show. It's not the first time you've been on our show before. You've been here, and we did get to talk a little bit about uh, Impact Hub previously. So if you're a listener and you ever wanted to listen to that, you can download all of our episodes online, and you can find those at noblecapital.com. Thanks again, Ashley, for joining us today. Absolutely. I really appreciate you having you here. Thank you, guys. Looking forward to working with you. I'm looking forward to being able to see who's in the cohort. That's, That's right. going to be pretty exciting. Me too. I, I saw some of them ones last year. Strong, strong group. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed today's show. If not, too bad. We brought it to you anyway. <laughs> All right, everybody. I'm Chris. I'm Romney. I'm Ashley. And I'm Jaden. And you've been listening to the Noble Capital Radio. All opinions expressed by the speakers on this radio program are solely the opinions of those speakers and do not reflect the opinions of Noble Capital, Acute Financial, Streamline Funding, or their respective affiliates. Each speaker's opinions are based upon information the speakers believe to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Each speaker's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. The information discussed on this radio program is provided for general informational purposes only, does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you, and should not be construed as investment, legal, tax, or other advice on any subject matter. The information discussed in this radio program is not intended and should not be viewed or construed as a recommendation, advice, offer, or inducement to buy, sell, or hold securities, insurance products, or any other financial products. Before acting on any information discussed in this radio program, you should seek appropriate financial, investment, and other professional advice based on your particular facts and circumstances. Current or past performance is not indicative of future results. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed on this radio program. No outcome or profit is guaranteed. Any transmission of information through this program is provided on a non-confidential basis and does not create an advisor-client relationship between you or anyone of Noble Capital, Acute Financial, or Streamline Funding. Some information provided in this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated and maintained by third parties. Such information is included solely as a convenience to you, and the provision of such information does not imply a responsibility for such third-party information or an endorsement of the linked site, its operator, or its contents. Acute Financial and Streamline Funding are both wholly-owned subsidiaries of Noble Capital. Noble Capital, Acute Financial, Streamline Funding, and or their respective affiliates and principals, which may include the speakers and guests featured on this radio program, may receive compensation from the sale of financial products featured in this program. Reproduction, distribution, republication, and or retransmission of any portion of this program is strictly prohibited without the prior written permission of Acute Financial, Noble Capital, and Streamline Funding.